Wait, do we gotta have some intro banter? Canada! Shh! Listeners, welcome back to the fifth episode of season four of a free podcast. We're talking about our dumb decade movies that took place, uh, movies that were made in the past that take place in the future, the future being the 2010s. Now, baby. That was quite (laughs) a route you took. (laughs) Well, you know, make it smaller. I don't know how you do it. Movies about this decade movies set in this decade but they but they look ahead right like you 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 can't take you can't take this a movie this time we've done this <laughs> you can't take a movie that was like made in 2017 and be like that wouldn't fit this correct if it was just talk if it was a modern day film from 2017 doesn't work correct so that caveat needs to be in there anyways i'm your host rob joined as always by my good friends joe and duff Hello, everybody. Hi. We are talking about <laughs> Akira today. Finally, three white guys got around to talking about anime films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A, a a genre that I mean, what what would what would you guys say your anime viewing uh, list be prior to this? I've seen like four Miyazaki movies. And that's that's about not it. really anime, though. Well, right? I looked at I looked at some anime lists of the greatest anime, and they put them on there. So really, yeah, I'm going with that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Is it not anime? I don't know. I thought th- this movie does not feel like it's from the same world as like a Studio Ghibli movie. It only counts to Rob if someone's penetrated with a squid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> I mean, Disney and DreamWorks are both American, but they have yeah. different styles. Yeah, I guess I don't really know. I guess I really don't know. I guess when I think of like anime in in a Kira way, I'm thinking of it in like, you know, kind of like derived from um, from manga. Okay, well which, then, well then none. There, which, happy. Which like, <laughs> well, I'm, which like, you know, I wouldn't say. Miyazaki. Is, I looked at a that. I looked at a very seemingly reputable paste magazine article of the top okay. 100 anime, and they had a bunch of Miyazaki movies. Where was Akira on that list? It was number one. Uh, okay, so we're talking about Akira, 1988. Akira. I, I, oh, wait, my... wait, wait, hold on. Uh, Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. Does that count? <laughs> that, was that on that list? No, but I. That's oh, the God. that's the only. I saw oh, okay. <laughs> Can I, comic, I can I comic book guy you just for a brief moment? Yeah, sure. it's manga. It's yeah. manga. You're right, manga. Like the A is long. Yes, manga. Okay, you're right. You're right. You know what? I looked that up beforehand to make sure I said it right, and I did it wrong still. <laughs> so okay. that the lesson is don't don't try harder. We're we're in the Midwest. We can. It's all right. I, I um, manga. I, to answer your question, I've only seen one, and it was. Yeah, also just a Miyazaki film, and I don't remember which one it is. It had this big ball rolling down a hill. <laughs> like I don't remember what. It was. What? <laughs> like I just remember the scene. This big like little monster thing was like rolling down a hill. Was after it Totoro? People. I think it was that my neighbor Totoro. I think. Oh, that movie's 
fantastic. I've, I've seen Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away. Spirited Away is fantastic. Howl's Moving, Moving or Flying Castle. Oh, I've seen uh, I've ha- seen Spirited uh, Away too. Howling Castle. Yeah. Um, um, Howl's Moving Castle. So. So I guess um, yeah, I've I've only I've, I've only seen a few Miyazaki films. That's it. So listeners, what we're getting at is we're new. We're idiots. <laughs> what we're getting at is. Uh, you shouldn't be listening. Find something else to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Well, and when I was in like oh, maybe that's an late, evergreen. Uh, that's an evergreen though. <laughs> late middle school, early high school, I had some friends. They were skater boys, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they. I went over to their house when we like we'd play video games and stuff. And, was Avril and there? <laughs> this is pre-Avril, and uh, we would. Uh, they had like they had some anime film on, and it was wild and nuts. So like. Uh, I, that was like my. Fr- I don't even know what movie it was. I just remember being like, "This is weird." Um, and so that's kind of what I always sort of associate uh, with that with I, that genre. Unfairly, I associate it kind of the same way because I had a friend who showed me a scene. I have no idea what it was, and I'm I'm not stereotyping and saying all anime is like this, mm. but it there was a scene where. Uh, uh, fingers were put inside somewhere. This sounds very similar to what I saw, oddly uh, enough. <laughs> and <laughs> is it I, like Tetsuo the Iron Man, but animated? It, it's uh, like women are treated like bowling balls, Joe. Oh. Like I remember, <laughs> she she was she was tied up like from a ceiling or something, and it was it it scared me. <laughs> 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 and again, like it, I'm obviously there is. Not all anime has liked that, but it at at age twelve, I was like, "Oh, I don't want anything to do with this." So. Yeah, that's it. Sounds very similar to my, the interaction I had. Um, so here we are. Uh, we have Akira. Uh, before we jump into it, uh, we don't have a zeitgeist because this year is not over yet. We don't have a Google zeitgeist for twenty nineteen. Yeah. So, what do you think? Um, I don't remember anything that happened more than two days ago. Okay, because because <laughs> like everything just keeps moving faster and faster. Everything moves incredibly fast, and yet everything takes forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what do you think? Like by the end of this year, what are the top Google searches going to be? Uh, uh, how imp- does it, how does impeachment work? <laughs> yep, I was just say for sure impeachment is going to be really high on there. Avengers. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, that goose game. <laughs> <laughs> the goose game is not going to be on there. <laughs> no. It might be on there for like one day, you know, like the day it came out or something. I hope it's uh, on there. Maybe like Fortnite's still big. That might be on there. Uh, what's funny is I'm looking up. I'm on a list of most popular keywords on Google. No, not really, because my favorite is number one is weather. <laughs> number two is maps. Number four is calculator. Uh, my other one I really enjoy is uh, this one hits to... Uh, to something I know Duff and I do from time to time. Internet speed test is number six. God. Oh, nice. <laughs> there's, uh, I, I think... there's no way that's actually the... <laughs> Some nerds are making those stats up. I, I think the probably the, the, the best way to predict this is to think about things that made half the population really happy and have and, and lots of people really mad, like just provoked extreme reactions on both ends. So that's why I bet Megan Rapino will probably be one of the top oh, searches for the year. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, Chud's got really mad at her. Yep. Yep. Oh, were there any one. Were there any big celebrity 
epic meltdowns that we're forgetting already. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What about oh. celebrity deaths? Anyone? Uh, it's probably Eddie Money might be top five. <laughs> Eddie Money. Come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, I I got one that might come up there. Firefest. Oh, was that this year? The was documentaries that? came out this year. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Who knows? And we by the time got, this comes out, uh, people might, might well, already know. <laughs> well, by the time this yeah this comes out, two weeks before the end of the year. <laughs> okay. Say, hey, that's enough time in this crazy year for something great and wild to happen. Yeah. Maybe not great. Um, More than enough time for one of the trends to be President Poops His Pants. <laughs> Trump Still adult time. diapers. Still time. <laughs> um, all right, so... It depends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a lame joke, but it still works. <laughs> uh, so one of the things I, I generally do is do a summary, and this movie has me vexed, <laughs> and I didn't really I didn't really know how... Like I started making notes when I was watching it, and then I was like, you know what? I'm not doing a summary. How about you just... Let's start it real simple for you. Okay. Where? Uh... Tokyo, but new Tokyo after Neo World Tokyo. War Three or well, something blew right. up. <laughs> something <laughs> you, blew up. You failed already. No, it was after World War Three. It says that in the title. Yeah, yeah, it's true, but that's not exactly what blows it up. But sort of. All right. Yeah, you're right. All right. And uh, uh, when? Uh, tw- now it's 2019. Okay. The, the so blow th- the blow up happens in 2017 though, or tw- no, 1989, 1989. 1989. Yeah, yeah. And then it's uh, 20 years later. And so we follow 30, a, a gang ago. of teenage biker rebels, including Canada and Tatsuo. Mm-hmm. And then they two, stumble. Two other losers who don't really matter. <laughs> yeah, literally. And then they stumble across some military project that they're turning humans into weapons. So think Stranger Things. They're called Espers. Espers. Um is that really what they're called? They don't say that in the movie, do they? Uh, yeah. I don't, the Wikipedia refers to them as espers, yeah, like okay. ES, ESP. Okay. So like I'm, extrasensory perceptioners. I found it them referenced as such in a few places, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Uh, if so people, can people get mad at us? No. It doesn't matter because I'll never see it. Uh, Tetsuo is captured by the government, and he has powers too, and... <laughs> His powers are more powerful than the most powerful <laughs> Esper ever, which was a kid named Akira. That's the thing that blew my mind. I was like, where's this Akira? There's no, there's no Akira in this movie? I thought he was the guy in the bike. Nope. Akira's just a kid that you see for, you don't really see. And for I guess. a while, he's like a brain in a jar. He's a, Yeah, he's just, he literally is parts in a jar. Yeah. And I don't really want to go any farther than that. Um. So, uh... Okay, it, Duff, I keep, Duff, I, ha- grab the baton. <laughs> so there is the the rough the rough explanation is that there's kind of energy, kind of like the force, and Akira, um, and these kids that the government is experimenting on. Um, Akira became too powerful, and he sets off a huge explosion in 1989, and then all that's left of him is his body parts and jars. And the government is trying to harness his power, but control it with these little kids who become Benjamin Buttoned into. <laughs> yeah, they look like the little broodlings. Yeah. Uh, so, and then. Or like every father in law ever. <laughs> 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 and then. What? 
I yeah. They're little short little old people that like you know, uh, you don't really know how to interact with other human beings. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Someone's projecting. Well, just telling you what they remind me of. <laughs> so then Tetsuo kind of gets too much power at once and goes nuts. And at one point, he kind of just goes through a weird metamorphosis, <laughs> like bonds with literally everything. And then in the, it's kind of like 2001 A Space Odyssey. And that Yeah, I would say this movie reminded me of Stranger Things meets Videodrome meets 2001 Space Odyssey. It's got maybe a little bit of warriors in it, just a touch, yeah. just a, youth, just a tad. Just the youth, youth gangs and the sort of that dirty, filthy city that they're moving around in. Mm-hmm. Yep, or, or most of it's dirty and filthy. I guess not all of it. Where the poor's live. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's Akira. Got it, everyone. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everyone has it. Um, so that's that's kind of I guess that it's hard it's hard to explain that movie. I feel like. So, in, in fairness, it, it's one of those movies where if you like, if you explain two thousand one to someone and they don't know yeah. anything about it, they're like, "That sounds stupid," and you're like, "Yeah, it does sound stupid when I say it, it like that." Yeah, if you want, I mean, as you're watching it, I didn't don't think it's really that confusing. It just it's complicated. So let's get into that. What what did you guys think of this movie? Uh, it owns big time. Uh, I liked it overall. I thought it was very good. It's a gorgeous movie. Um, the thing that probably didn't do it for me is that, and again, this is not Akira's fault, but so much of that stuff became tropes. Uh, the whole kind of like cyberpunk, um, dystopian future thing is just everywhere now. And it's kind of one of those movies where I feel like if you weren't there, on the ground floor within the first 10 years it appear it's not necessarily not enjoyable but it loses some of its power yeah mm. i'm a i'm a uh <laughs> i don't know i really wanted to love this movie i was really excited about it and then as it went on more like if you have to use the term singularity to explain what's happening in your movie like i'm out like just my interest level's done like i just i don't care what uh like when he like that and that sort of like it's weird like my inner my my i should really enjoy cyberpunk stuff but i don't um like i work on computers all day <laughs> <laughs> i like worked at nasa i love star wars but like any hard sci-fi stuff and i'm I'm checked out real fast. I don't even know if I'd qualify this as hard sci-fi. No, I wouldn't either. But, I mean, you still have, like, you know, there's a portal and there's singularity and there's, like, I just just all this, like... So you don't like Stargate either? No, I mean... (laughs) I mean, Yeah, I don't You call that hard sci-fi? Well, I mean, just that movie's so simple and silly. Well, maybe that term's not... Maybe I'm using that term incorrectly, I, I, but like I get, they just, I get what you're saying. Th- that... These movies just make me feel cold, and I don't care. Like that's kind of how I feel when I watch this. Like I don't care about any of these people at all, and and I I kind of feel like this movie's pretty misogynist actually too, which made me feel uncomfortable. I mean, we started about you know like Duff and I's like probably not the best introduction to anime, and there's some stuff in this movie where like. Like uh, uh, Tetsu's girlfriend who gets sexually assaulted and then he like gets mad at her and then she just keeps coming back to him all the time. Like, I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure there could be a launching off into 
uh, you know, the eighties and Japan as a culture on the whole. Um, I, I'm not, I, yeah, and I, that's not a topic I'm, I am informed no, enough to, I, to, to dig me into. Me neither. I'm just, I don't, I mean, you're not wrong. I just don't know what to say about it. I don't know enough so, of the context. I, like, I, the way I look at this movie is like, uh, in a way and how often I feel about like a great jazz album where I'm like, yeah, I respect that. Like there's some like art, like artistically, I think what, how this movie looks and the fact that it's all, you know, this is still cell animation. So that the, the like amount of depth and like, just, this is not computer generated. Right. I mean, this is people, people animating and painting these, these enormous canvases of, of stuff that's happening and then layering them. And this is the use of color and lighting in this stuff is fantastic, but I don't care about what happened in this movie. So that's why, like I struggled with trying to tell, like trying to summarize what happened. And I think part of it is like, part of it as I'm, I'm confused is this is like what based off what, like a 2000 page, uh, Mon- series, Manja like comic series. book series. Yeah. Just compressed. I don't know. Like, who do I care about in this? Canada? I feel like it's not it's not character driven. It's more I feel like the closest analog is two thousand one a space odyssey where it's just Which a, gives me a similar cold feeling. Like I know that's like uh, you, you know, I'll probably get eliminated we'll probably get eliminated from iTunes for that statement. But <laughs> you're kicked off film Twitter for sure. Yeah. But you know so similar. Like that's you know I'm I'm impressed by the technical achievement, but I don't feel anything. All right. And I'd like to feel things when I when I, you know, take something in or at least have fun. This isn't fun. I don't think Akira's fun. Nor is it meant to be. I think the the third act especially is pretty exciting and uh I don't know if I'd say entertaining, but maybe oh, I'll say entertaining. Like I was Would- very I was pretty awestruck by the giant baby glob thing at the end yeah i mean like but like when the giant like when it just kind of uh uh monty python and uh <laughs> and the guy just keeps getting bigger and bigger i can't yeah. think of what but yeah i don't know joseph i wanted to love it when you when you have a chance to watch like you know a touchstone movie from the last 30 years or whatever that you haven't seen it's kind of exciting to be like, oh, you know, let's do this. Joseph, and, you you liked it? Yeah, well, I mean, Rob said a lot, so I don't know which <laughs> which thing to address. Um, I mean, I guess, like, there's a lot of, uh, I guess to address, like, the misogyny aspect of it, you know, we, we all, it, a lot of those, I mean, that's present in, well, I mean, it's still, and you still see it in a lot of films. Yeah, too. for sure. But uh, uh, and that that has nothing to do with really what I'm going to say. But so we 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 see these films growing up or, or earlier when we're not maybe as attuned to spotting that stuff, and then you revisit them and and you sort of just pick and choose. Like, well, do I love this movie enough where I'm going to you know acknowledge the misogyny in it and and still enjoy the other things while also acknowledging that you know it the way it it uh, uh the way it, it its attitude towards women is problematic and then you know some of the movies you're like you know I don't like this enough to deal with that 
Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to watch it anymore. And, Listen, all or, our fave, all our faves are problematic, literally. Like, yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think basically any. I, I'm not saying this to be smug. Like anyone's favorite movie, it's almost always going to have something problematic about it because we're a problematic species. Like that yeah. does, and it's like you said, it doesn't mean that something is inherently good or bad. So I guess my point is that what's what's an, an interesting that that is an exercise in and of itself, like revisiting things that you already have a relationship with. But then you you can go then f- take a film made maybe in the exact same at least historical context that you hadn't seen it yet. So now you're watching it fresh. So you, so you take um, you know an Akira and then Raiders of the Lost Ark. They're both made in the same decade right different mm-hmm. places but the same decade but we all we've probably between the three of us seen Raiders of the Lost Ark a hundred times yeah well maybe not quite that many Rob's still waiting for the Tom Selleck cut <laughs> yeah but, uh, I've just I just got to keep pausing but there's, there's his picture on the <laughs> I mean in all three of those movies especially the second one I mean there's some scenes that just really, Real really make you cringe Real problem. so but at the same time the first one in particular it's a great movie and i and i i struggle with this a lot like you know trying to on the one hand um view the these films with a critical eye and acknowledge like sort of the harm i don't want to know that i necessarily harm they cause but at the very least the harms that they reflect you know Mm -hmm. and um but also just being like well but i also need to (laughs) these are also historically important films and they're also just really good that aside. So it's just, I don't know. It's a thing that we all just have to struggle to balance. And, and for this movie, like, yeah, I noticed it too. And it bugged me, but uh, I mean, there's enough other stuff in there that I really liked. Um, what I liked in particular is just how like the, the scenes of like hallucinations for Tetsuo were just so like twisted and disturbing and cool. Like when he's in the hotel and it turns into that crazy like Lego hallucination. Do you guys remember that part? Yeah, yeah with and the, the teddy giant bear. teddy bear. Yeah. Or when or when he yeah, or when he's on the street and he see and he thinks that he's been like disemboweled. Yeah. And and what I I, I just think it's um. And anything, there's pr- anything where it dealt with body horror, I really enjoyed. Body I horror hallucinations really or subjectivity, all of it is just so great and, um. We just don't, there isn't a whole lot of resources being put into animated films that are made for adults in our country. Um, you know, it's, and I, and I understand that I, to some extent, but uh, it's just really cool. And and the other thing I really like is the soundtrack. I think it's the score for this film is one of the best I've ever heard. It's just absolutely yeah. awesome. I like the score. That's that's a bold claim. I haven't listened or thought well, about it. Well, just it's it just I shouldn't say one of the. It's it's the, no, the first I'm one. Not, I've heard. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that's. It's a, the first one I've heard, and you know, the, I, I'll encounter maybe a movie a year that I just like really. I'm still thinking about the score a couple. Um, I thought it days had, later. You know, I thought and an I, excellent score. Yeah, it's really and uh, so if you if you don't have any interest in watching the movie, I I still would recommend at work or something. It's it's a cool thing to have on in the background also like if you're not going to see this movie like it's still worth watching a trailer of this or seeing screen grab like i mean it is gorgeous <laughs> screen grab <laughs> well i mean if you're not going to watch it you know no, and well you I and know. you probably have already you no you've you've i mean i would say and any halfway m- m- pop culture literate person you've already seen stuff from this movie you just didn't know it. everyone's yeah. seen that motorcycle yeah 
Yeah, but I always think of I. Yeah, I always thought of it. I always saw it from like the poster more than anything else, right? Like the yeah, the it's a really cool uh, one. Canada and the red in the red motorcycle yeah. and like the white backdrop and his jacket. Like everyone's seen that too with the pillow yeah. on the back of it. Um, so it, it's just uh, like, and that and that's why the the movie endures. It's just it is influenced. I mean, so many movies. The the Matrix is one we didn't mention yet, but that one. I was too. just about to say it. It it really is hard to look at this and be impressed with the themes because of the matrix, which isn't fair because this beat the matrix by more than a decade. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it it is how it is. So did it make you guys, um, I think um, all three of us are certainly novices and not, not particularly obviously like motivated, haven't at least in the past been motivated to dive into this stuff. My my students love anime and they they're constantly talking about you know TV shows and movies and stuff and uh, so I, I, I think like the generation that follows us is very literate in it and so that that part has made me think like I I really should at least check out the essentials. Do you guys feel more inclined to do that now after watching this? So like like the original Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, you know, just at least at least have and I you know we all have genres or things that we don't know as much about that are in the canon it's not a movie i don't think well maybe it is now but i've always meant to seek out cowboy bebop dude cowboy bebop is awesome i love cowboy bebop uh that show is worth watching and if you and and if you want to get into this but you want to make sure that a white person is in it you can watch the scarlett johansson version (laughs) yeah and it's uh, not even animated (laughs) (laughs) did Uh, anyone see that movie like anyone i don't know period yeah, it's it came and went that one got memory holes pretty good yeah yeah for sure but yeah cowboy bebop like you talk about soundtrack that has an amazing soundtrack as well so, so for like this, a TV this show. might sound like a joke question but is pokemon anime i think so but i guess we've already started off by saying we don't really know how to define it okay well it's it's no one it, i mean there is some dispute but you know like anime is just the japanese, japanese animation, animation. Right? Yeah. yeah okay so but that and now like there's american studios that are making like japanese animation style movies and stuff so like does it need to be made in japan or does it just need to be like that style mm-hmm. yeah Which, it's sort of become its own thing because because like, you're right just saying like i like anime if it like really at its core means it's kind of like you know it's kind of like the definition of pop music right <laughs> like the definition yeah. of pop music is just popular music but it's not actually that yeah okay um i mean maybe it's not i guess that's up for debate but um let's just let people at the internet yell at us yeah i well, mean, I, mean I, I guess th- here's here's the most important thing like we don't really care yeah, <laughs> so, so it just doesn't matter. Like if we're wrong about it, uh, I don't really, we don't really well, care. Well, and, and that's why, I, <laughs> that's why I struggled so much when you mentioned like Studio Ghibli films and stuff being um, anime. Like you're right, they are Japanese animation, but like, it, like outside of these being animated films made in Japan, there's really nothing similar in my mind to Akira and my neighbor Totoro yeah right like they couldn't be they couldn't be on farther ends of the spectrum it's kind of it's similar um, to when people want to sound smart by saying their favorite type of movie is foreign 
Yeah. Well, or, like, but but I mean, I I think that or they, like they I, they say foreign as a genre, and it's like mm, okay. I, I think that when you measure Akira and Ghibli stuff like against each other, yeah, there's a lot of differences between them. But then there, those two, you know, the, those two areas are way way closer together than comparing like, you know, Akira to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or something, like an American style animation. Cool world. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't so know. I, mean, I mean, I I think that they're certainly distinct, but. I, th- I think you can tell that they, I think they're similar enough where you can tell they come from a similar stylistic and philosophical background, at, at least in the approach of a- animation approach. It's, it's distinctly different from American animation, right? Yes. Y- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But um, I, again, you know, I don't think I, any of the three of us are we, we, informed we enough, know. you know? Yeah, yeah we don't for know. sure. Okay. So, um, why don't we talk a little bit about, you know, the 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 twenty first century world that Akira creates? You know, that's kind of part of what we're. So, I mean, this is this is this year. Here we are, where it's twenty nineteen. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, so Akira kind of looks forward thirty years into the future, and I think that, um, you know, it's not the whole point of the season to talk about like how close did they get, but since it's this year, we might as well at least touch on it a little bit. Um, <laughs> not too far off. I mean, I mean, the idea of building a city on top of an old ruined one is pretty good, and yeah. something I could see happening. <laughs> um, it yeah, I definitely. It seems the class divide is definitely pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the and and just how how like sort of fractured and splintered everything is. Like there doesn't seem to be. Like the, uh, the, part of it is because of that of that vast gap between the rich and the poor in this film, uh, but th- there's more to it than that. But it just seems like there's no co- cohesion at all in the fabric of that of Neo Tokyo. It is interesting though that new, like what's kind of different is the 2019 we live now didn't occur because of a world war three you know what i mean there was like a catastrophic event that resulted in what we have it was just sort of uh kind of the continued path that this world was on whereas mm-hmm. in akira you have something you know a flash event that occurs that you know kind of creates this world like like in akira if 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 uh akira doesn't blow up is this what 2019 would still look like? Is everything hunky-dory if Akira doesn't... I guess that's my question. Well, mm. the war was already happening, right? Well, okay, uh, yeah. I would I would ask this. Like, um, how much of the bad things happening right now are because of 9-11? I don't know. But, it, it like, it, when you go down that path, you do... Th- and obviously, like, counterfactuals are very difficult, perhaps even foolish to entertain, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, we could say that the first decade of this century was an absolute, complete, and utter disaster, on and on almost every measure. And and how much of that happened because that's where we were going, and how much of it happened because of this event, event, and and the way we responded to it. And uh, I don't know. I <laughs> it's it it seems like it did definitely, certainly in terms of the way we interact with the rest of the world, with our military, like it's without a doubt, without a doubt, 
things were way worse because of that one event. Sure, but you have other things like the recession that probably occurs regardless, right? Maybe. I don't know. But you well, could, you could Back say to the Future 2 would find out for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like it's... You could also make the argument that the recession was a result of our wars, which were a result sure. of 9-11. But then, you know, we might have also had some wars just for the fun of it, even without 9-11. Maybe and, and maybe Bush doesn't get reelected in two thousand four without the. I, I, I really don't know. It's 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 interesting, but but that's that you know it that is that's the best like kind of response I could get to that. I guess. I mean, get if you go that. even farther back, you could go all the way to Desert Storm, right? Because we're talking about like eighty nine era when this happened. You know, does nine eleven happen if there's no Operation Desert Storm? Yes. I, I don't know. Probably. Yeah but I don't know. Let's just go full butterfly theory now. Okay. <laughs> Keep going back. Berlin Wall isn't taken down, which happened in 89. Uh, if the Sykes-Picot agreement is not uh, drawn <laughs> up. <laughs> we would have just stayed, uh, I don't know. So I, I think, um, So and we, uh, this movie also just shows like a very, like a, a, a young generation that feels very hopeless and very removed from the promises of um, the older generations, like that what what they were given compared to what these teenagers are given. And I think we can certainly see that now. It's primarily, at least, you know, as we're recording this, fueled by anxieties about climate change Mm -hmm. because that seems to be, in terms of the popular sort of resistance to inaction, that seems to be you know, the most prominent figures in that. And it seems like the bulk of the people demonstrating for that are people that are very, very young. And maybe, so maybe that's the closest parallel here. And, and when you, when a whole generation like that feels like there is no future, you know, what else are they going to do? Is that, gangs? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So is that, uh, what's her name? That girl, that teenage girl who went to the UN, is that our Akira? Greta Turwig? Yeah. Um, is she gonna blow up? <laughs> is she just gonna put her body parts? She yeah, be, she's definitely making boomers blow up online. She's gonna, be, she's gonna become so full of rage that just a an atom bomb of power goes off. Yeah, or just the just the concentrated like uh, mass of boomer memes flooding Facebook will melt down their servers <laughs> about her. One of the two. Hmm. Well, I mean, so so let me let me you know it, it's. The name of this season is Our Dumb Decade. We are yeah. talking about, uh, you know, this decade, how this was portrayed in the movies. Most, in, most of the movies we're talking about outside of maybe 2010. It's not a great view of this decade anyways. Yeah. Um, Dolphins, so, though. So let, me, <laughs> so let me ask a question on that. and try to, Let's try to be a little more, I don't want to say optimistic, but maybe not so negative. Is there any of these futures that we've seen in these movies that you would choose over our current existence in reality. Um, I mean, I would choose back to the future too, because you have hoverboards. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The back to the future future is actually not bad. Like I like how like this is a rough neighborhood and you're like, looks fine. Just looks like a normal suburb. And the funny part of that is how they literally said, uh, everyone always gets it wrong. So let's just be goofy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like it's the like alternate 80s that are so scary in that movie which I was I don't know if we're doing this next episode but sadly the 
I think it's cheating, but that is probably the most accurate. Uh, <laughs> the most accurate vision of the future is the alternate past and Back to the Future Two. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that Back to the Future Two just seemed like like living in, um, like each town is a different land at Disneyland or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just for seems sure. like think... almost. It seems almost like nauseatingly artificial. And part of that is it is artificial because it's a movie and they're making everything up. But mm-hmm. you know, to but that's the best I can do with your question. And so I would say no. I mean, I think our present is. I mean, for for us, you know, middle class white boys in the Midwest, like I think our current present is easily better than all of these movies. But mm-hmm. but you know, not to make it negative, but like, is is there a a real a, a reasonable um, is it a reasonable outlook to say that if things don't get better, we could end up like one of these darker dystopian futures? Like, uh, no. And I think that's the yeah. point of those dystopian futures is yeah, sort it's, of it's like a, a warning bells. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To be like, Hey, you know, if this particular thing gets unchecked, they all sort of had different ones. This is what happens. And that's this why is the danger of it. And that's why we radically reduced carbon emissions after Waterworld came out. <laughs> Well, when people didn't go to the theater, it was all they didn't drive to the theater to go see it. That <laughs> yeah, so really, like Tom Steyer, instead of running for president, he should have uh, just bought uh, like two hour commercial blocks and just aired Waterworld. <laughs> everyone just gets everyone turns everything off and goes outside. Yeah. OK. Like This has been a pretty dour episode. So let's just let's take that as a detour. So you're a billionaire. And uh, I'm not. But you are now. Okay, thanks. <laughs> what, what what movie would you just force the world to watch? You, you could just you have so much money you could just buy seven to nine o'clock and every time zone around the world. And, uh, okay, and you're just so putting this on. I'm gonna end drug addiction by showing Requiem for a Dream <laughs> to all sixth uh, graders. Oh my god. <laughs> Done. Hmm. I mean that'd be effective. <laughs> So I've handled that cri- I've handled the opiate crisis. That's handled now. All right. <laughs> Congrats. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Children have turned into scarred teenagers. <laughs> um so what 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 is the point of what I'm showing just to better just society? Just like okay, so I'm just you know it was just a joke if you would have shown Waterworld to everybody then okay, we would do yeah. more about climate change. So I guess like is there a movie that you could conceivably think if if you made everyone watch it, it would make the world a better place. I would just put that uh, that Vine video of that plastic bin of ducks when you press down in them and they all make the weird noise at the same time. It would just <laughs> it would just be that repeating over and over because who doesn't get a chuckle out of that? There'd be no more wars. Everyone be, <laughs> everyone be nice to each other. All right. Yeah. So, so you're just you're just showing the good. Good animals just, and creatures. Just, just some memes. <laughs> just memes. Just, just memes. I think that is the future. It's just memes. I, yeah, just but but like not like not mean memes. Not not like just memes of like you know animals doing goofy stuff. Uh, Cuteness yeah. memes. Yeah. And then like if someone changes the channel, it gets that frowning dog face that says, and it goes really, <laughs> and, and it forces it to come back to your channel. Yeah, that's all right. 
all the other channels are just uh, the fail whale. Remember the Twitter fail whale? Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. It, it's weird now. If you see it now, there's a swastika on it. <laughs> I would I just agree with. <laughs> God. I would just. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, I would just show standard deliver and hope that everyone decided teachers need a raise. Oh. <laughs> Give me more money. <laughs> How do I reach these kids? Uh, I would. I would show. Uh, I thought not- Stand Deliver was but an OBGYN for the longest oh, time. Gross. Oh my god! <laughs> another, it's another. A, it's Patch Adams thinking a little outside <laughs> the box. <laughs> oh, uh, a movie I haven't seen, but I'm gonna I'm gonna help Rob and I out. Uh, I'm gonna just show the movie Black Hat so that everyone associates computer programmers with Thor. And there how, we go. <laughs> how hunky a Michael he is. Mann joint. Yep. Yes, I never saw it. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen it either, but uh, the idea of the Thor guy as a professional computer hacker is deeply entertaining to me. Okay, uh, I'm going to take this in a little different direction. Okay. So I also mentioned, I wrote kind of when I made some notes for this, about how in this w- movie the government actually does cool world-ending science things. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't, it seems like governments just aren't, Aren't doing the jer- aren't doing the job, aren't doing the work. So, uh, are you mad? There's no Manhattan Project or something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, what do you think is more likely to happen? A government makes a, does some kind of cataclysmic uh, taking science too far event, or a billionaire does? A billionaire, <laughs> like Elon Musk, is going to blow up New York or something like that. Yeah, I just think, I just think. Uh, there's sort of I think there's more of an appetite for billionaires from billionaires to take on projects like that than there is for the government to take on projects like that. That's part of it. And they are extremely inept at doing so. Or at least certainly well, space, I mean, the SpaceX problem is, certainly seems to. I mean the problem is Or his tunnel system. <laughs> I mean there's there's issues that can happen with the government in charge of something, but at least in theory, the good of the government is why it's being done versus the interests of a company or a person. Got some news about the government for you there. <laughs> well, <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying in, in, in comparison. No, I see what you mean. Like, yeah, you know, like I, the mission to the moon and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And certainly there's a propaganda element to it, but it's also hiring thousands of scientists, the vast majority of whom just want to do good work and advanced sure. human So human, I'm, I'm going to go with... Uh, secret option three which okay. is eventually some basement dwelling incel is going to 3d print an atom bomb oh jesus <laughs> come on oh, how is how, how is that that far off the way we're headed like people have literally made working guns they've 3d printed i mean cops can use drones to find like people's weed plants so <laughs> i think I'm not too worried about I mean, someone being able to hide enriched uranium or whatever. No, I'm just <laughs> with the Libyans. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like you've watched Back to the Future too many times. I'm just dude. saying there's going to be like some basement dweller is going to get mad at some woman, and he's just going to 3D print uh, some type of ultra powerful explosive. He'll probably just 3D print a woman instead, though. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hmm. <laughs> but that does that doesn't satisfy the rage, though. I suppose. Well, I suppose. Uh, quick Akira note before I forget. I have a couple notes here I want yeah, to make sure Yeah, give us some fun facts and some notes. Um, Kanye West loves this movie. Oh, God. Uh, Speaking in of fact, insane billionaires. Yeah. Uh, the Stronger video references this movie. 
Uh, and apparently at one point he, I don't know if it was an interview or a tweet, he said his two favorite movies of all time are There Will Be Blood and Akira. So <laughs> Joe and Kanye are the same person. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Proven here. All right. Um, but I think he's missed. Well, all right. Which Kanye are we talking about? I don't know. I think this might have been like, uh, you know, this might have been the um, pounding on my uh, MacBook thin really hard uh, Kanye. So that Kanye was still lovable. Well, the one the one who tweeted about getting a water bottle. And now what is he? Now it's his responsibility. Yeah, at least he was funny <laughs> back then. Uh, the George Bush doesn't care about black people. Kanye. Then. Yeah, that Kanye. Well, um, that was that was that was first generation Kanye. <laughs> I think yeah. the one Rob's describing a second generation Kanye. That's but- true. I think we're talking second generation Kanye. Uh, the other thing is, I don't know if you guys saw this, but apparently Spielberg and George Lucas were offered to bring Akira to the U.S. in '87. So that's obviously before this movie came out. So at one point, they must have been approached about doing it all in the U.S. or 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 putting money in it so it could be released in the U.S. They declined. You mean releasing the like end, adapting the it? Well, that's what I don't understand because it said it happened in '87, but Akira came out in '88. So I don't know if it was like in the production level. Hmm. Oh, okay. so, they, so like they were offered a distribution deal. That's what I wonder. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I'm sure it was in production when they were in '87. Yeah, because this is had like, to have been. This movie was. I mean, it took years to make. Yeah. Um, so I I have Spielberg some... and Lucas, you're cowards. <laughs> and I I have one more thing. Okay. And this is, I'm shocked no one said this yet, but you guys do know where the Olympics are in 2020, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. in Tokyo. And well, yeah. that was the next thing that Duff added to our agenda. I had added it, but we Duff, we please. were getting too too dark, and then we got dark again. But uh, it is funny that, yes, the Olympics are coming to Tokyo next year. And uh, much like the movie, uh, the Olympics are being put on in the face of massive resistance and concerns about safety and in general the olympics are just the worst like i there are fewer organizations that are worse than the olympic committee they basically shell out contracts and kick poor people out of their homes and convince all these dumb politicians or are in league with them that and they tell them oh it's gonna make all this money and they never do and you're just stuck with a giant stadium that doesn't I, get used and i feel like the can i call group- your bet and raise you one uh-huh <laughs> how about the 2022 uh fifa world cup in Qatar? oh yeah where they're gonna have <laughs> that's an- being built by slave labor yeah, the lit- literally being built by slaves so that they can play soccer when it's gonna be 130 degrees yeah fifa versus the olympic committee is a real battle oh. there for and then <laughs> then the ncaa is like peeking in through the window like hey guys what about me <laughs> yeah also what's weird is uh is especially Olympics, like maybe this isn't true. Maybe the demographics. What about don't support the Special this. Olympics? <laughs> but did I say Special Olympics? Well, you said especially Olympics. Oh, the like, especially what the Special Olympics do. <laughs> no, the especially Olympics. Um, it's the Olympics. I feel like boomers love the Olympics. I feel like they exist mostly for that age demographic. Is that just me projecting, or does that feel correct? Um. I feel like much of anything when it comes to television that it's its popularity does wane when you get further down. I generally like to watch the opening ceremony because it's cool to see all the countries, you know, walking. Well, no. 
No, they have, they their flags. No, like they have a lot of ceremonies and there's a lot of like, you know, whatever host costumes. Like the Rio Olympics, that was some crazy stuff that happened. They let some they let some director like spend a billion dollars. Like didn't Ang Lee do the Chinese? Yeah, China and one, didn't China they let Danny Boyle do a bunch of stuff for No, maybe it wasn't Ang Lee. Yeah, Danny Boyle did the yeah, one. Um, I don't remember. But yeah, like I then hope, I'll, I, then I hope I'll John Woo does the Tokyo. <laughs> there's just doves everywhere. <laughs> just guns going going off all the time <laughs> um but yeah People taking like, their faces off i think the like i remember uh, i feel like it would have been the early 90s like maybe it was winter and summer we would watch like just every night watch the olympics and now just i'll watch an hour of, i'm like oh, i'm bored and probably some of that is because it's all the dumb human interest stories and then just, oh yeah and then oh my god and then commercial telling you about how someone's sister's uh, neighbor got into got hit by a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> like they're always like these stretches where I'm like, what? Oh, okay, all right, I guess. Yeah, and that's just so. I mean, much like anything in sports, just so much product placement. Now here's some sponsorship from IBM and McDonald's or something for apparently amateur athletes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I so here's a question tying this all back. I've two Joe, you are the one who knows the youths more than us. Well, yeah, I right? guess. So two questions. Rob, you question have, number you have one. A youth. Yeah, but he's six. Like he does you know, I'm not gonna be like, what do you think about anime? Um question number one, do the youths enjoy the Olympics? Uh I have no idea. When was the last Olympics? Uh, it's every two years, buddy. I know, but we had Winter so Olympics last year, 2018. They no, okay. Well, we're gonna have Summer Olympics next, uh, about six months from now. Uh, next question. You mentioned how the youth <laughs> enjoy anime quite a bit. Do you think that generation is going to be making animated films for adults as they get older, since they love them so much? That they're being kind of they're growing up watching them. Well, I don't know that all anime is targeted no, but, towards adults. You know, like but Miyazaki a lot of it is and... more so than than American animation. Uh or will they fall into the same machine that we that no. I fall into, which is I'm going to take my kid to this animated movie in the theater. Well, I I think that. Readily accessible animation made for adults is a, is a relatively recent phenomenon. I, I mean, I would say we're the first, maybe Gen X, not even Gen X. I would say we're probably the first generation that was exposed to that stuff when we were actually kids. So I think that, um, I, I guess I, yeah, I was, I was saying, I guess that was bound to happen regardless that I don't know that it'll necessarily be this generation, but maybe we were, I guess I would say maybe we're already seeing it. Like, I think that I think Disney movies, like the classic Disney movies were always Are you thinking of sausage party or whatever. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about that. Um, like, I, I think that the, even like the classic Disney films are, are willing to go into pretty dark territory. Mm-hmm. Which we, I think, I talked about a little bit in our that Disney. But thing the, that we the did. target but, audience but, but, is still children. True, I think that's fair. But, but it's but they're they're they have the faith that children can handle that. And mm-hmm. I would say that that yeah, these like I think future generations will probably have more faith, maybe than we do. 
or uh, than previous generations did that that children can handle that darkness but i think that in the same way we do and our parents did that they also yearn for like the innocence of childhood movies too you know when we're when we're working in class and i say like oh which which soundtrack should we listen to while we're working today like this this time of year like immediately like half the class we get out nightmare before christmas okay like in unison without any hesitation so they're also not that all that wildly different from when we were kids either you know the m- movies that are classics endure forever and they love all the weird goth stuff that we did too <laughs> okay so you know it's that age-old thing like they're not really that different do you guys have anything else about uh, Akira? So I, someone mentioned earlier about uh, Scar Joe being whitewashed into the uh, live-action Ghost in the Shell movie. Uh, I was just reading a little bit about the uh, long-continuing saga of the live-action Akira, which is the rights are owned by Warner Brothers, but has kind of been in uh, development hell. Um, most recently, it was offered to uh taika watiti is that how you say his name to be the oh. director yeah, um suppo- interesting. supposedly this is from wikipedia supposedly oh never mind he left to direct thor love and thunder so i guess it's back to development hell but uh, i was gonna look i looked at the casting rumors over the years um by may 2011 andrew garfield robert pattinson and michael fassbender were met for the role of Tetsuo. Uh, Michael Chris, Fassbender? Chris Pine, Justin Timberlake, and Joaquin Phoenix were being considered for the role of Canada. Uh, Keanu Reeves was being courted at one point. Gary Oldman and Helena Bonham Carter were offered the roles of the Colonel and Le- Lady Miyako. Um, at one point, Paul Dano and Michael Pitt were reported to be testing for the role of Canada. Kira Knightley was approached for a role, so <laughs> so uh, yeah. I'm it sure, seems I'm, like fantasy casting. I'm sure, is what I'm it feels sure, like. I'm sure that Hollywood learned its lesson from the Ghost in the Shell, um, and they're not going to cast a white person, and they got it all out of their system now. I'm just going to say it, that there's a zero percent chance of a live action Akira being good. I a hundred percent agree with you, Joe. Uh, I think it could be good, but the financial stakes and the suits at Warner brothers will mess it up. They would never allow it to be it, as weird. It'll, as, and it'll cool end as up being why, uh, what's his Edgar Wright left the Marvel, uh, universe. Isn't that what as, was he doing? He was going to do Ant-Man. Oh, okay. And he left because his ideas were too good and out there and <laughs> <laughs> didn't fit into the mold that they wanted. Well, yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't see those ever happening, <laughs> and I, I just, it, I just, how, how can it be good? You're taking away in my mind the best thing about this movie. I don't. Know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I think with the right creative team, it, I don't think it'll end up happening just because of the nature of big tentpole IP franchises now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we should do it. Yes, exactly. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, any, do either of you know how to ride a motorcycle? I have a moped. <laughs> there we go. So um, we got I, it ready to go. It's red. I could rent one of those uh, scooters from the city. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I've got a I've got a pedal bike. 
Uh, do you guys have anything else on Akira? Nah, we've talked about it enough. All right. Uh, Should we do one more episode? or? Yeah, let's do one more, right? All right. This one's a six-pack. Yeah, let's crack one just more like open. All, just like all three of us have in our <laughs> fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's blast off we, into the future. Let's go into the next decade tomorrow uh, and next week. In the year 2000. 20-something. 20. <laughs> so... Uh, in our next episode, which will be coming out on New Year's Eve, so you can play it at your party. <laughs> New gonna... Year's, it's, it's New Year's Eve, not New Year's Steve. <laughs> 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 I'm going to say that all year this year. Oh. All right. <laughs> so we th- this is our toughest one to figure out, but we decided, you know, what... Is what direction is humanity pointed towards? What are we yearning for? What do we want to see in our future? And I think it turns out Get the your answer. Get to Mars. The answer, yes. We're on a mission to Mars. Mm. And in this episode, uh, Rob will be put <laughs> into, the, into the interrogation chair and try to explain to us why he thinks Brian De Palma is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> You're not going to be ready after you watch this movie. <laughs> I, not all Brian De Palma's good. There I, is good Brian De Palma. I hope there are no ghosts on Mars. Uh, so listeners to our other project will be happy that we'll get mo- you'll get more Lieutenant Dan in your life. Yes, that's right. Does he have legs in this movie? Uh, he does. He better. Okay. The whole time? But he also has heartbreak. No no spoilers. Oh. Okay. Well, being being a sad astronaut is all the rage now. That's very <laughs> That's very in right now. Yes. True. So we're I'm uh I, I think as of this recording, I'm the only one out of the three of us that has seen this movie. That's correct. That is correct. And I <laughs> cannot wait. I remember nothing about it except maybe a TV spot and that stars Gary Sinise. <laughs> it's and uh t- it's got a great cast. Tim Robbins is in it too. Uh Don Cheadle. Uh shoot, I can't remember the female lead. Mm, uh, typical. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, well, uh, oh, Jerry O'Connell's in it too. I forgot. Oh, about well, that. that's a big star. Uh, Connie Nielsen is the female lead, and the reason I had forgotten that she's in it is because I don't know who Connie Nielsen is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know if I know who that is. <laughs> and uh, another uh, favorite of ours did the music, Neil Morricone. Oh, Neil. So this. In the late 90s, very early 2000s, there was a spate of Mars movies, and I get them all kind of mixed up in my mind. There was this, there was Ghosts of Mars, Ghosts of Mars yeah. and there was the the movie Rocket Man. Not the Elton John biopic that just came out. This was a movie with uh, Harlan Williams from, from Half-Baked. Oh, God. Okay. We should really just do a double episode where we watch do Mission to Mars and then Ghost of Mars. And then Red Rob- Planet came out that time, Yeah, too. there's... Yeah, Mars movies were very in. Mars Attacks. She yeah. For that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Yeah. Strap, so strap in for that. I I think we're gonna have a lot of fun talking about this this very silly movie. All right. All right. Well, uh, listeners, you can rate and review us on iTunes. You can go to freepodcast dot com. See any show notes about this episode, and uh, we will be back uh, as Joe says in two weeks to to finish up our dumb decade. Literally. Literally.